My name is Alan Lane. I'm the artistic director of Slunglow, which is a theatre company in Leeds. We make work for non-stage spaces, and we also run a makeshift space here in Holbeck. And I'm Matt Berman. I'm artistic director of the Yorkshire Festival, which is a new multi-art form international programme taking place across 16 days in June and the whole of Yorkshire, which is a big old place. Glorious Yorkshire. Glorious. What have you been up to, Matt? I've been uh, putting a programme together, uh, which we're sending to the printers next Wednesday. Uh, so, relatively short process in terms of programming and and a, a biennial festival, so I started in October full-time and have spent, well, at least half of that time, if not more, meeting people across the whole of whole of the county. Met something like 300 people wow. in three months, uh, which was a fantastic process. You know, the generosity of spirits and the ideas and the quality of engagement has been um excellent uh just reminded how friendly it is genuinely yeah. friendly it is as a county not just as a as a stereotype not that people mm. across the whole of the county particularly in bristol uh, aren't uh, aren't super friendly um, but i think there there is there is something about yorkshire where there is a genuine interest in who you are and what you do and why you're here and uh can i tell you an idea i've had yes can we make that happen started every conversation with the same question you know what is it that we can do together that we can't do separately and mm. I didn't want there to be that sense of a, an international festival landing on an already really rich cultural landscape um, when there are other existing festivals with smaller geographical reaches like Holmfirth and Hebden Bridge and mm. uh, Grassington in particular who we're working with very closely um, who I didn't want to feel like we were imposing something yeah. on those people and started that process really by talking to independent artists smaller scale companies and sort of building up that building a tribe you know yeah. Roz our, our producer and I talk about building a tribe because we want to have uh, a festival that people have a sense of ownership on you know that there's a genuine co connectedness between what we're doing and what um, other people are doing and that we're working towards to to an extent which is impossible to get you know precisely um, focused but if we're working behind a shared set of aims and objectives we'll get much further with those than if we're all pushing in lots yeah. of different directions that's one of the challenges isn't it when you, if there's something new that is that like like your festival is that is new and 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 aims to be more in the landscape mm. that that I think you've handled really well the idea that there's naturally a moment of all the people who were here before going hang on a minute yeah what hang do you on think you're doing yeah and and that in Yorkshire especially I think the thing we struggle with a lot is that we're not very good at valuing what's we're not always very good at valuing what's here and mm. and amplifying it because the region is so big mm. just within the region is impossible so you tend to find it's definitely true of Sung Lo, that, that you can get more glory internationally or, or in a larger national market than you can in the... Mm -hmm. And therefore, when something comes along and wants to talk pan-regionally, I think you've done really... I haven't heard any... I haven't felt any either, kind of, well, oh, here he comes. Yeah. Here he comes, which isn't necessarily true of these festivals that, that land and want to talk across a, a larger geographical. Mm. There's kind of always a sense of resentment of, we were here before and we, we could have done with some help doing more mm. as opposed to you and I think that mm. from what I've heard that that's that's the aim behind Yorkshire Festival. Yeah absolutely I mean I think there's there's shed loads more still to do uh, you know the how we connect other festivals like 
Amy Letman and Rick Watts transform and yeah. the work that Annie Lloyd's been doing with Compass mm. and the work that Live Art Bistro are doing mm. and that sense of how do we bring all those artist-led, artist development programmes together. I think that's something um, for us all to think about. And, you know, how do we connect smaller scale programmes, the programme you've got here at Hub, um, yeah. or connect, not connect, but connect with. I mm. think that's that's the best way of putting it. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, just wasn't possible to do this year was work more in, in venues, actually, you know, because when I yeah. arrived... Um, all those venues were fully programmed already yeah. so you know you can't get work into those spaces which has just meant a different way of working that's not been a, a negative it was just a different set of challenges I think um, but you know that's what your yeah. stock and trade has been you know how do you work outside of those spaces a lot of that is to do with with time scales so I was thinking we may or may not depending on the uh, on the contracts that we signed, be doing something in Hull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. the, and the, the, that as a year-long programme kind of probably will settle in about three months' time, whereas probably they know what they're going to be doing at Christmas at the West Yorkshire Palace in 2017. Mm-hmm. Those different... And that transform mm-hmm. as, a, as an international... Uh, festival or a, a festival with international ambitions has has a different time scale to the hub program and, the, and all of that and and that's that's those moments I think where clashes come in the industry sometimes aren't to do with values and aren't to do with I believe something different from you and I think art is for something else it's just to do with oh I, I plan three months ahead or I plan a year ahead mm. and and therefore the money with that allows things to happen comes with that mm. that's quite that will be quite. I think when you've been here, when the Yorkshire Festival's been here a while, people will start to work how they can they can also hang on your Christmas tree as opposed to yeah. you having to be a bit more. But uh, I'm also very keen to look at how we don't. You know, I read a really interesting article a while ago about Edinburgh that Desire Paths um, program that they had up in Edinburgh, which was one of the strands was talking about the psychosis of the festival, the psychosis of Edinburgh. Yeah. And, in the summer and how sick everybody literally how yeah. physically sick everybody gets in september because they've been yeah. wrecked by four weeks of uh, craziness and i think yeah. i'm really keen to, <laughs> to work out what the structure is for a festival that allows us to work outside of that yeah. three weeks in in june and you know i think for that for us that's about artist development about being a producing house of some sort about residency programs about fostering that sense of collaboration still between local, national, international artists and companies and yeah. again still working across the whole of the county but um, I think yeah coming back to what you were saying before I think um, it may it may be an impossible task to create a one Yorkshire festival um, yeah. because we're, we're such a diverse county as well yeah. you know the difference in in culture in, in mindset in Sheffield, in Leeds, in Huddersfield in Hull, in the, North Yorkshire. Yeah, the Northern really Tory Shires is a very yeah. different world than Bradford and, yeah. and York to Holbeck. That's a that's a that's not just twenty two minutes on the train. That's a that's a huge two hundred and twenty years of yeah culture. Yeah, and and, and also just because and we're really lucky because we get to work. We there's very few buildings now that we haven't worked for. And therefore, we and because we're in the city centres, we get to work in those cities. And what theatre is for, on a, on a basic, on on that sort of basic level, in York is not what city is for us in Sheffield, mm-hmm. and and what city, uh, what theatre is for in Liverpool, or how how the people of Liverpool describe what theatre is for, or what they think theatre is not the same as what it's mm-hmm. is for in, in York or in Salford, where mm-hmm. it has a completely different uh, different purpose, and therefore is funded in a different way. 
that's quite that's that's always quite interesting where 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 we go to place and go oh okay we would normally say this is doing this and we it doesn't mean we change our show it just changes how we talk about our show mm. why are we blowing this thing up in the middle of the city centre in York is well it's you know there's a whole tourist uh, income generation um, uh, getting people to come to the city and yeah, do it's things about a visitor economy yeah it's an entirely different proposition than mm. if you're going to go and blow something up in the middle of Leeds Dock. Mm-hmm. Um, which and is that's because quite, why not? Why, well, why not? <laughs> yes, yes, why did? Well, uh, interesting there, there was a whole political, if you blow something up in the place where the 77 bombers come from, that is an entirely different proposition. Then. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the simple act of click, click boom, is, and, and that, and as a region, we hold all of those possibilities. Mm-hmm. And, that, and for us, we wander around year after year, so we get to see them on a much more leisurely pace than you do. You'll get mm-hmm. to see them... You know, Taylor Mac in Sheffield is a different proposition than Taylor Mac at Richmond. Mm-hmm. And that you go, oh, okay, the meaning of something just completely oh, shifted. Oh, Dane mentioned Taylor Mac. I would have loved to have brought him here this year. He, it, I, no, he's going to lift quite right well, to you, and then he'll finish his show, and then he'll go somewhere else in the UK. But I would have loved to have got Taylor here. Yeah. It's all the show in New York, in, or part of the show in New York. In is it good? It's awesome. Three hours of solid, cracking music, American history. Mm. I just... Stunning piece of work. Sorry, digression. No, it's amazing. Uh, but but the idea that he can do the same thing and and in, within your festival you might program in in Hull, Richmond, and and Bradford, and that those those responses completely will be different. completely different. Yeah, that's quite that's quite exciting. That must be quite good. I didn't realise your job was so good until now. Uh, <laughs> look at that. We're only at the start. Uh, you know, we're we're scratching. I mean, it, it it's a really strong program this year. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm obviously gonna big that up. Um, but we're scratching the surface of the potential of the county in terms of what we all want to achieve because you know the ambition the ambition is there the resources aren't necessarily there to deliver that ambition and also I think how how we create that collective which has a greater than its greater than the sum of its parts yes uh, feel about it because You know, we're all so busy on all the things that we're doing. We need to focus on those things, and we need to raise money for those things. We yeah. need, to, you know, like the treadmill goes on, yeah. um, that we don't have that luxury of stepping outside of that process and thinking, oh, there's that person over there doing yeah. that thing. How do we join that up? And uh, there's that artist working in a completely different discipline over there, but there's a shared yeah. set of concerns around that thing. How do we link that up? And you know, particularly in Leeds, I think there's that sense that. You know, talking to East Street Arts about this, and and Amy and others, that there's a, a kind of glass ceiling in a way that artists get to a point they go either yeah. I'm happy here, yeah. or I need to go somewhere else to do this thing, yeah. or no, that's and that, and that's and that's leads sickness, and and it's and it's not and it, it's not it's entirely anecdotal as in it's true of you. We could sit here and list the names of people mm. who have gone through that process, and mm. and what the city has got quite clever at in the last five years is finding ways of having them back whilst not actually solving that problem. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a mad fan of Rashdash, and they're in residence in mm. the West Yorkshire Playhouse, but but they're in residence in the West Yorkshire Playhouse, not in any real sense of fi- of of making it really attractive for them to be in Leeds as artists, mm. but just in a in a relationship. That, that, so so the sickness of the city, mm. and and I think it's best expressed for me in that. We are brilliantly served by four or five large national organisations, and we are and we have an incredible wealth of young, hungry artists who will happily come and work in the cold of the hub to make their next show that is likely to barely scratch the the radar of most people. And there is no middle class. Mm. There is no middle middle mid scale, middle aged, mid 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 anything. And so but that's that's true nationally, isn't it? Uh, I think I think that's. 
I think that's definitely true that it tends to be that in that middle section until you, you, you gravitate towards London. You gravitate to where the resources are, and in this country, that's, that's London. But I think that it's so obvious, and we've just had Dave Edmonds, who ran Departs, who was a kind of uh, northern tourer, and which is just a really useful tool to have in the city of going, I have this product, it could do seven or eight you know, weeks on the road and have someone do that and he's just gone to York and he, and he and I think he made a public statement a kind of blog or something saying I'm going because in York there there is the support for someone who is mm. in the middle 20 years of their mm. career as opposed to the, the first 15 and that's the first time I think someone's done that and pulled the pin on the grenade as they left mm. and that's really useful because we all sit here and go oh, has this happened before? Yeah. does this happen every three months? shit and that's um, and, that, and, and obviously there's the you know the 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 teachable tale of Red Ladder and, and so yeah. on and so forth. And yeah. and, uh, and certainly as a company that, uh, what are we now, 350, 400,000 pounds a year, two shows that will have a national impact every year and then seven small that no one will have heard of. Mm. So that's kind of going to, quite frankly, any bigger, you can no longer be a small company. Mm. There's absolutely a sense that, and sometimes it's, it's actively spoken by funders going, if you move somewhere else, it will be easier. Mm. And you go, well, I'm not willing to leave yet. And I think we, we've always countered that by going, we're not a Leeds company, we're a Holbeck company. Mm-hmm. And that's a piece of PR, but it's also a reality, which is, no, 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 no we're in Holbeck, and Holbeck doesn't have another theatre company, so mm. we'll, we'll not go and leave them with no one. And that, that helps the argument. But otherwise, that argument would have been very difficult to fight against mm. when you know, there are other, other towns with I mean, more I think legs. All that being said, I think you know, the cultural offer in Leeds, cultural offer in in Yorkshire is, is really strong, you know, yeah. despite, I mean, you talk about a sickness, I think it's more like a, um, I don't know, like a malaise or something, it's something yeah. slightly, slightly lower than that, and, you know, I'm just thinking about... Malaise, man, it's Friday afternoon, we've gone French. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull out melange if you Whoops! Like uh, and, you have uh, to tell us what it means, pull, though. Pull <laughs> um, anyway... Barnum's uh, pulled his melange jams. <laughs> Quick! Edit it for Thank the children. God we're on radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know the, the the conversations that we're having about 2023, which I, I know will probably be live conversations in Bristol quite soon as well. I think you yeah, know, it's, it's likely that if there's going to be the strongest competition, it will be between Leeds and Bristol in terms of yeah. uh, going for European capital culture. And I think you know that's going to be a really interesting decision for somebody to make along yeah. the line which of those uh, cities most deserves this title you know yeah. honor, um, crippling burden you know how huh. it? But, <laughs> um, but I think you know I think the, these processes around how you yeah. how you strengthen a cultural city I've just mm. been through part of the process in Coventry before I mm. came here when I was at Warwick Arts Centre and you know it was fascinating to see how a project like that galvanises the city to have some of the conversations yeah. that are long overdue yeah. and I think um, I'm really, I'm really hopeful. You know, I think the same, same with Bristol. We've got, I think we've all got lots of friends, lovely friends down there. Yeah. We really love Bristol today, don't we? Are we, oh, well, are we all thinking know. of relocating? Oh, yeah, I'm just <laughs> shout out that. to the Bristol Mass here. <laughs> it's Yorkshire here, and the hand of friendship. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, but no, I think you know those processes around yeah. cultural cities are really important. I think it's been, I mean, certainly, uh, I sit on on one of the steering committees and, and it's forced a load of people in a room to talk about something that isn't, can we do something together? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the best part of it. And I find that, that, that that's, 
we were talking about this before the mic was on, the idea of gatekeepers with agendas mean that the gates are never going to be more than a certain size because mm. that's... And what's been lovely is by choosing to sit on the... I think I sit, there's like 1,900 of these things, but I sit on the Artistic Steering Committee, I think. Um, I'd be bugger all use on any of the other ones. <laughs> uh, unless it was a Pytechnic Steering Committee, in which case yeah. I'd, I'd want to chair it. But, uh, yeah, but... Um, uh, the idea is that we leave our personal agendas on that, you know, at no point have I gone, oh, Slang Lo could really deliver that. Mm. It's actually been much more broader and, and we don't have the opportunities to have the conversations. I mean, literally, the, the last four have been, what is what is culture for in this city? Mm. And to sit around not just with theatre makers and not just one, you know, all sorts of different people in, in culture and, and try and come up with an answer that, that in, is in any way not suits corner is mm. really brilliant. Mm. If that carries on and is made real, that will be that will be really uh, useful. Because I agree, I think Yorkshire, generally, but Leeds particularly, has an unbelievable, especially artistic offer. Mm-hmm. But I think where it, it fails, where the malaise is, uh, is that it doesn't have an impact on the population as a whole. And and the, I mean nationally, this is true, but it's particularly true in the in our big northern cities where there is a portion of the community who can appreciate this amazing cultural offer and, th- and there is a larger portion of the city is like what yeah is that happening and that that's a real problem and i think it, really, it was a real problem because at some point they're going to wake up to the fact they've been paying for it for a really long time and what the last 10 years of politics has taught us is that when the public realize they've been paying for something that they've got no benefit of they lose their minds mm. and they get really angry and then they burn the house down mm. and i genuinely think that the arts funding especially and certainly civic arts funding as in the um, you know, beyond finger painting in your local community centre stuff, yeah, is that is one of the next big things where people go, hang on, sorry, how many duck houses? Mm-hmm. And that it's not of the same magnitude, but we've got so bored of that. We're just we're just looking for the next target now. Mm. We keep tearing down people and organisations and institutions, and we're going to fix totally, that before it happens to us. I, I totally agree. I, I think part of it is we'll also um, uh, part of it is also around how do we uh, allow a an audience or audiences or non-audiences, you know, whoever, however mm. you want to describe them, people, Folk. Um, to regain a confidence in approaching new things. I think that's not just about the arts, it's about, you know, new ideas and approaching those with a confidence because I think through the media and through an education system that hasn't really had any kind of focus on culture for however many years, um, we've taken that confidence away from people to yeah. feel that they can respond to a piece of work, whether they like it or not, that they can respond and engage with it on a level which is, has a, a degree of democracy or a degree of um, a debate about it, yeah. a dialogue about it. And mm. I think, you know, my, my poorly thought out opinion yeah. is that um, we're, we're often diluting art forms in order to get, regain that confidence. We're sort of making making dance less like dance so that people who think they don't like dance will like it more. We're making theatre less mm. like theatre because we hope it will engage people differently. And I'm not saying, I'm, you know, you know, I'm not a, uh, an advocate of, of the well-made play, but I think there's... Mm. Um, uh, there's something about uh, you know how how do we remain yeah. true to the stories that we're compelled to tell in the ways that we're compelled to tell them, while also thinking about audience, whilst I, also not compromising. Yeah. I think there's a different for me. There's a thing about how a process and how a how artists in the community, as in as in how how I make my work, mm. 
how I then talk to people about the brilliant Tassel Stevens thing. The show starts the minute the audience, a member of the audience, hears about it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that marketing thing, that's part one. That's mm-hmm. and how that sits in the world, I think is 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 the it's for me the really interesting. I'll give you who's in it. Well, yeah. That doesn't actually change. So uh, most recently, it's been a play by James Phillips. That's been the yeah. core of the yeah. of the thing, and how that presents itself in the world, how that happens, can can all be changed because we're in 2016, and we understand that we're much more interactive and much more passive as citizens at the same time. And all you know, so our theatre should change to represent that. Yeah. But the actual core artistic drive isn't being craven. It's not going, love me, love me, love me, love me, and I'm willing to be like X Factor if you love me. It's going, no, no, no. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the last one was about the, the st- you know being English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two weeks after two weeks after the independent vote in Scotland, that was a difficult being radical, being religious, being extreme. These were all things that I think could have been spoken about fifty years ago, hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. But the form and the way in which we talked to people and made it were felt to me inherently two thousand and fifteen, mm-hmm. and that's where it gets really exciting. Whereas if it Dumbing down is such a dumbing down of what you've just said, but mm. in order to hold it, if if it this idea of being craven, if it's if it's going to the public and going, please love me, I'm not ballet, that kind I'm of break need, dance, neediness, yeah, I'm break yeah. dancing in 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 tippy toes. Oh, <laughs> there's a there's a brilliant um there's a brilliant festival in Stockton. My some of my family live in Stockton, and it's fair to say that Stockton is a shithole. It's 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 the kind of international capital of face tattoos. High Stockton. We've done a couple of gigs in Stockton, so they'll be ready for us. It's got a brilliant theatre in Stockton. Annabel Turpin runs it, but but it's but it's rough, and it would not be where you would expect to find high art if you were a person who was lazy in your thinking. Mm-hmm. And they have the brilliant Stockton International Riverside Festival. For the last 20 years, they've put on the best of, of outdoor European work. Oh, absolutely. And you stand next to them and you stand in a, an audience of 3,000 have gone down to the riverside of people who would not be seen dead seeing a Slungline show no matter what I did. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, it's not for us. But stand and watch... And when at the end of it, you hear them talking, and they go, "It was quite Flemish, wasn't it? It was really, yeah. it was reminiscent of." And, it, and the thing that Stockton always proves to me that if you do it and it's good and it's interesting and it's yeah. fun, and you don't call it something and hide it away in a building that no one knows where it is, or charge thirty-two pounds for a ticket or whatever it is, if it just happens, then the kids who are growing up who are twenty-two now with children of their own have always known exceptional outdoor European. They just think that's what it is. Yeah. They go, that's what happens. That's what councils are for, aren't it? To put this stuff on. Well, that's you know, amazing. That's, and that is about a, a singularity of vision as well. Yeah. You know, Frank Wilson has yeah. really led that organisation for God knows how long, twenty years at least, probably. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you say, he brings the very best in international outdoor performance to that yeah. place uh, year on year. And you know, I. I don't envy him his task because he's got to, you know, trump himself every yeah. every year with something bigger and better and, and not something Fireworks. that people go, well, that's a bit fireworky. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, it is that regularity of access to that. And I th- I'm sure that's, well, I don't, I don't know. I haven't talked to Annabelle about it, but I'm sure that experience of outdoor work must have fed her audience in in some way. Well, it, it, for a start, it sets up in a town that the, the northeast has has its has its many problems, and a, t- a town that faces all the problems that that region has. Mm. It has a population who just think that the international standard, highest quality of work, should be available to them. Mm all the time why yeah. shouldn't it be they don't think that art or culture or whatever it is we're going to call it performance is for other people or is for a thing that you do if you get dressed up in a suit it's a thing that happens yeah. and what I love about that which is why what you were saying about 
that, that art needs not to be craven, uh, is that the work doesn't change. They put it on the riverside. They put it. They make sure they close the town. They make sure people can get to it. They make it free. They make it easy to get to experience. But the work isn't easy. No, it's seventy-two minutes of French trapeze with barely a rocket in sight, and you're like, okay, this is quite tough. I'm thinking. People are loving it. Well, yes, because it turns out to be really very, very good. Mm-hmm. And that's the where the process around it, how it's marketed, how it's presented, how it's paid for, all of the stuff around it has lent in, has gone, actually, we live in an age where things, some things are easier, where people are a bit more passive. It's done all of that, but the work itself has gone, well, you try and go and tell that French company that they would need to go out there and sing a Robbie Williams song and they'll mm-hmm. set fire to your hair. They go out and do the show they do everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're appreciated, or when they're not appreciated, it's because actually Stockton's gone, we've seen better. Don't come around here with you, lazy. Mm. And that's and that's amazing, and I think that that's, that's stood for a couple of years now as a, as a, for us as a touchstone of going, if you do it long enough, people people accept it. And, it, and it's also about creating the access points for people. As yeah. you say, make your access points wide, yeah. and you can you can channel people into things which are, are things that they weren't expecting, yeah. but they find that they love. Yeah, and I think um, you know that's that's the opportunity that an international festival program has as well mm. is that we can have really large scale outdoor things which are free, which people can't miss, uh, can't miss because they're physically right yeah. in front of them, uh, and we can have things which are much smaller and more intimate and mm. more thoughtful and thought provoking as well. So I think it's about having that yeah. that mixture of work and I think with any company's practice as well is about having work which works on a number of different levels or at different yeah. scales so you can take it to yeah. wherever you know wherever it, those pieces will fit mm. and I think you know as you say you've got your two big national projects and you've got these smaller things and you can work in that sort of fluid dynamic way to um, take different approaches for different people and be mindful of those yeah, experiences. I think we've been really lucky that again. We met with the Arts Council recently. We were talking about this: is the money we get from the Arts Council basically pays for this place, mm. which allows for this place to have absolutely zero income, and that's and that's that's something I think. If I was forced to change, I'd probably leave, because none of the box office goes to us; it all goes mm. to the artists. Nobody pays to use this place. It's it's a post-capitalist system mm-hmm. as long as we stay within the fences, mm-hmm. and as long as we get our ninety-nine grand from the Arts Council. But what that's meant is, in order for me to be paid. Or for us to do anything, we have to be commissioned. So for the last 10 years, we've done nothing but commission so that there is two opposing forces. Sometimes they're opposing, which is the singularity of what Songlo as a group of artists wants to do. We'd like to do Don Quixote, massive mm-hmm. windmills, <coughs> put the audience on horses, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. And then the... That's the, 2018, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, uh, and then the, uh, the other thing, which is... You have to find someone to pay for that and to host it because otherwise it's not going to happen because I literally start the year going, well, I'm not being paid and we have no money. And that those two things are really useful. So we've made shows about rugby. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to make shows about rugby in the first moment when we were asked. But then we go, actually, this... And it turned out, they don't always work out brilliantly, but it turned out that that was an engagement with a different type of community that was really useful and taught us loads of stuff about how we can make work and all those things. But it was also driven from... Alan's not in rehearsals, we can't pay Alan. <laughs> and we've got to pay Alan. And that's been that sort of hunger. The other two members of staff are paid out of the, the original grant. And that's been incredibly, incredibly good as a provocation, which sort of keeps us just on the edge of being craven, which mm. is it's a different type of being craven, but it's like, 
gotta you gotta flog it out. You gotta find someone to. Well, that, that's the 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 challenge of a different constraint, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, I think it was Stravinsky who said, "Constraint is the mother of invention." And, My you know, he, goodness! He, I'd like to drop that one on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he he loved creating frames for himself yeah. in which to work because by creating the frame, you create the context and you yeah. you create the the parameters of what you want to do and the challenge of working on a piece about rugby when it isn't necessarily the first thing that you would think about. You start to think, okay, wh where is my purchase yeah. on this? Where is my agency in this? Where is um, how do we approach this audience, which is different from an audience we might have talked to before? Yeah. And you know that that can be a physical constraint. It can be a box, you, a literal box you put your work in, yeah. or it can be a, a set of rules or a set of parameters that are set ex out from externally, you know, by a, a partner organisation or whatever. And you know, it's you know, it's down to I don't you know as a commissioner, I don't like. Uh, and somebody who commissions work rather than a commissioner that makes me sound like I work for the police but um, of Gotham City <laughs> he was the commissioner of Gotham Burnham <laughs> but the uh, I don't like setting those premises I'd, I'd like to find the story that I've said it already today but find the stories mm. that people are compelled to tell yeah. and support the ways by which they are compelled to tell those stories rather than saying I want you to make a thing that's mm. a bit like this but um but sometimes those parameters are really useful to people. I think I think they they drive the question of why are we as a slung learn what that means and it's not mm. time to go into it now, no one will be interested, but it means lots of different things at different points. Why are we doing this? And the answer can never just be for the dollar. Mm. They we've done, you know, I did the, the press launch for, for mm. Welcome to Yorkshire. Uh, no, you're yeah. the Tour de France thing. Yeah. And that's it, but actually why are we you know, if you start with why are we doing it, you go, Well, these are our values, and so some of our values have to make our way into this thing somehow. And that's a really mm. I find that a really good challenge. Because you do some jobs you do and you spend money on. We did the white whale and I think you know, it took us about a year to pay all that off. Mm. And then other jobs you do and go, well, we'll be handsomely rewarded. But finding that, why are we, in what way would, if you got, I can't now think of another, if you got unlimited to, to mm. do this, it would be different. Mm -hmm. In what way would it be, and why are we doing this? I think that's a very good. Mm -hmm. And that's very few times do we, we're really lucky with Sheffield. Daniel literally said, what do you want to do? Mm. But even then he said, what do you want to do? And I've got 180 people to do it with you. Mm. So that came with, and you go, well, that's a really good, that's Quite a really big good. parameter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a lot of parameters. Yeah, well, he had one more, which is, and you have to do something on the stage. Yeah. You don't have to do the whole show, but you have to, you have to at just at yeah. least properly do a bit of a play. Mm. Um, and, uh, it worked really well. Well, then we, said, we, we thank you very much. We set fire to the theatre at the end. That was yeah. my, my. If you make me do it, then we will, we <laughs> we will, will burn, burn it down. down. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. Uh, but but those. I think those constraints are really useful, and that there is a way of doing it. We haven't always got it right, but there's a day of, a, do, a, a way of walking through those constraints and not being craven, of not weakening your position. Yeah. And yeah. looking like you're desperate, and I think that's uh, that's the constant. That's the constant challenge. And actually going to a, a Commissioner Burnham, uh, <laughs> he's, he's showing enough leg. He's, he's going, look, we want to do this. And we're pretty sure you're going to get excited about yeah, that yeah. as well. But not so much that you end up going, uh, we ended up doing, yeah. Matt wanted to do Top Cat the Musical, so. Again. We're doing Top Cat the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> top uh, we, we need to have that conversation outside of this, uh, this uh, discussion, actually, because I, I really do want to talk about what we do in 2018, because, you know, I'm starting to get into that dovetailing now. Yeah. Thinking, two years yeah. into the future and you know that's that's the it's not 
it's not schizophrenia. I think it's it's a layered, yeah, differently layered, different timelines, isn't it? Um, because obviously we're focusing on the delivery of twenty sixteen, but then I'm starting mm-hmm. to leap over that as well. I mean, I'm sure you are as well in terms of uh 1418 projects and then yeah see it and then we we um we we've done we've done more than our fair share of the first world war we've got the, we've got the uh, the national commemoration of the battle of the somme on the 1st of july coming up which is in manchester and then i wonder whether that will be the last because we did blood and chocolate right at the beginning mm-hmm. so there's there's a we were talking the other day wouldn't it be brilliant to, to to do something in 18 that ended the first world war <laughs> become the national theatre company of the first world war but those 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 types of constraints so the, the Olympics was the same where we all and I remember coming up with 14 ideas about a bicycle for the Tour de France none of which were any good but um, they, they can sometimes be a little as, as an artist community we can get caught a little bit chasing those things yeah the, the, but, the curse of the anniversary yeah, yeah. of going well, do we know anything about the song do we do we do we do we yeah. do we and those are, those, are, those are difficult challenges but the idea of planning I think is, uh, is starting to become really useful to us the idea of there are some things we want to achieve that cannot be achieved in the traditional it's 10 months out finally a producer somewhere decides to put put pen to paper and we go mm-hmm. that actually the shows are now reaching the point where we go we need a bit longer than that now yeah I don't, I'm, a, I'm a massive proponent of the long form development process I, I'm deeply suspicious I'm not that great work hasn't been made in this way but I'm deeply suspicious of the show that's been made in four weeks yeah. and then tours I, I, I have a lot more confidence in those works that have taken 18 months two years to be made not that all those yeah. pieces are great either but uh, I think if there's not that time for development reflection often went, feeding that process and sort of thinking about how you know particularly if you're working you know as we've talked about outside of this conversation about starting starting a, a new participatory project yeah. or starting a new community project if you're genuinely interested in embedding into that community or or having that connection yeah. in a, a really tangible sense with that community it takes a long time it's the curse of the, the last few years isn't it of, 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 about five or six years ago it was it was punch drunk um mm. uh, uh fakes Everybody mm. wanted to do party shows in which people walked around and wore masks, and there wasn't a narrative, and mostly that just meant getting a warehouse and everyone getting cold and getting. Mm. And then the last couple of years, we find it because obviously we, it's now one of our things, and so the number of the arts council said the other day that if they get one more application with a community choir, they're going to scream. The community choir is the the, ba- the base minimum. Nothing wrong with the community choir. <laughs> <laughs> I might have one or two it's, but it's, it's the least you can do isn't it it's, it's, it's the actual we're going to get yeah the WI are going to sing in the middle of the and there are some great shows for that but I think there, there are trends and the, at the minute participation is a trend and like any trend there are some amazing mm. um, examples we couldn't have done Camelot without that people's theatre that, yeah. that was literally a form and content meeting but there are also gods and terrible ones. I wonder what the next I think headphones are coming we've used headphones for a long time and McBurney just used headphones so someone said yeah. Every show I've done for 10 years has had head- the audience in headphones, bar like one. And uh, someone sent me an email video going, have you seen these headphones? They're amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, McBurney. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're going we're gonna to go gonna through it. You're going to move away from the headphones? Um, I think it would be really hard for us to move away from headphones if we continue to be outdoor and at scale. What mm. the headphones allow us to do is have breath outdoors. Mm. Because they started originally, years ago, we did a show for the Almeida and it was promenade and we didn't want it to be walk, talk, shout, walk, turn, shout, walk, yeah. turn, shout. And so we said, well, we'll put headphones on and we can hear them. Yeah. And then, and, that, and obviously, 
lots of people are t- have used them in different ways and are taking the art form. For us, they're, they're, the dramaturgy of them is just, you get breath. And if you get breath and, and you can hear every word, then it's theatre. And if you can't hear every word in the breath, it's, it's still brilliant, it's, still, it's just something else. And um, I just saw a few shows at, at Norfolk and Norwich recently that, that, that did that, but you couldn't hear every word, and therefore you're going, oh, I'm at, I'm at a ceremony, or, or I'm at a, a spectacle, or I'm at something else. Yeah. Whereas I do genuinely believe in order for it to be theatre and therefore to work the mechanics of theatre, yeah. you, you've got to at least be able to hear every word. Much is not to. Yeah. You might. Um, and the headphones give us that. Yeah. So if there was another way of doing that, mm. uh, then I then I quite happily get rid of the headphones. I think because mm. they're not we've not fetishized them. If that makes sense. No, sure. Um, uh, but the breath is the breath is the thing that just makes the difference. I think. But from what you're saying, it, in terms of the curse of the of the curse of participation, yeah. is that also a sort of a difference in approach that is on the horizon for you in terms of the way that you're way that you're making work we we i mean we we're right at the literally this week working out what our next big shift should be because we we like i said before we we've had we've had 10 good years of going around and showing ankle to as many theaters as possible and then working in different cities and that's been brilliant and that's and more or less i mean with the exception of the barbican which we've returned to a few times across the m62 corridor we've we've plied our trade mm-hmm. And that's great, but it means that wherever we go, so we're in Sheffield, and we learnt so much from Sheffield, and Sheffield learnt so much from doing that show in that way, but we're not going back to Sheffield again, because yeah. they couldn't do another thing like that for a couple of years, and, and so we're constantly having to rebuild the city, and that's really dull. And once you've learnt, you know, you kind of go, oh, actually, there's some things that we're not going to ever be better at until we stop, yeah. and we are, we are based in Holbeck, we want to make more work in Holbeck. And that, but that's a that's a whole set of creative challenges because all of a sudden you're not new anymore. The first time we do a show here will be new. The second time we do a show, they'll be like, "Oh, I saw that last one." That's a different. We've never had that proposition before. But more importantly, as a city looking at itself and what culture's for, and this idea of a small number of really excellent large institutions, and then a and then an artistic community of people who are likely to bugger off in a couple of years. Yeah. What does a city do when when a group of artists go? We've earned our spurs, and we'd like we now like to create a new for a new category for it. Mm. And some of the responses we've had have been, uh, as I'm sure you can well imagine, have, have been defensive and aggressive. And hang on a minute, are you taking our pot of honey? And then some people have gone, that's amazing, because, and that's so we we we've been able to just really be artists and makers for a very long time, and we're now going to have to start to be politicians a little mm-hmm. bit and that's and that's interesting because how does that change what we do and how does that change how we affect you know if you know you're never going back to Liverpool you can slash and burn to a degree you know certainly true in York that with the show had a, an elegy to it which basically was because it knew that we were never coming back <laughs> and the audience got that experience and so did the company it was like wow oh my god these guys are dangerous mother and you go yeah we're not going to be asked back here mm. And that's great, but you start to see 40 approaching and think, oh, how many towns are there? So how, how does that manifest itself? How does that politics manifest itself? Because I was talking to the person who's in the room who's not talking yes. uh, before, the, uh, uh, before this discussion and thinking, you know, uh, politics is a lot of what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, well, I can well imagine. Uh, building networks and building a community of interest around a, a new festival programme. And I think 
sometimes I enjoy that politics, and sometimes I think that politics is a layer which is is um, yeah covering what we're doing in a way which isn't helpful, mm -hmm. particularly when an artist as you are has to engage in politics as well not not in a not in a we need to communicate a political message mm. or you know we want to make a political change or a change yeah. through through a piece of work but if we're as well as being you know i always talk about producing being like linguistics you know a good producer can talk funder they can yeah. talk venue they can talk artist they can yeah. talk audience um, you know, as well as being accountants, as well as being yeah. um, uh, administrators, as well as being technicians. Yeah. We're also expected now, on top of that, to be politicians who are yeah. contributing towards big cultural projects for a city or a big yeah. culture, or, a, you know, in terms of Leeds' cultural strategy, they're talking about that cultural strategy being embedded in well-being, in yeah. uh, housing, in transport. So we, we're solving all those problems yeah. now, as well as uh, the problems that we we always try to solve around, you know, whether that's social cohesion or diversity or yeah. not. That, you know, they're not problems, but they're things that we we have been told often by funders we need to be yeah. trying to solve uh, when actually again it's about making art you know I'd, it'd be great if we could be just funded to make art uh, and we're not we're not the naughty kids you know in a way our funding system yeah. or you know our venue system has yeah. treated artists as the naughty kids who need to be uh, developed so that you can make better work that more uh, that better fits our our aims and mm. objectives and we we perhaps need to be sort of fighting those structures so that actually things are much more on an artist's terms than on a I on think a funders terms I think that we've collectively left the field of some battles and mm. left them to other people and so within my world of, of, of sort of alternative mainstream theatre if that makes <laughs> sense sort of Ken Campbell is the godfather oh yeah and and the and the and the myth of Ken Campbell is, or, and all those types of artists, they took over buildings, they had an amazing couple of years, and then they bankrupted them, and then sensible people would have to come and fix it. And that may or may not be true, and it kind of doesn't matter, because mm. what then evolved over the next twenty years is this idea that artists make art, and other people hold the space where that art happens. And really, what's I do genuinely believe this is that the the conversation about what our theatres in my world, or even what culture is for got left to other people. Mm. So the idea is we're meant to talk through our art, which is absolutely fine, and I, and I think lots of companies do, and certainly I'm very proud that Slung Low, you know, the John McGrath thing is you, if, if you can't tell a mission statement of an organisation being in the building five minutes, the mission statement isn't working. And I think you can't watch more than five minutes of a Slung Low show and go, yeah, okay, I'm pretty sure I know what this guy's mission statement is. Uh, but the, there, are, there is actually a conversation beyond the art, which is, which is people having about... What are our theatres for? What is culture for? How should we pay for it? How should we funded it? Who should it be, who should it be for? Mm. And and with some really great notable exceptions, we've just left that conversation to other people. Mm. And and the the moment was chilling for me is when the Chancellor stood up and said, "The arts bring us back a return, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to fund them." And I went, "Will you?" We knew we made those figures up right, about we, those. We got that constant, give us a pound and we give you eight pounds. Give us a pound, we give you four quid. Give us a pound. You know, you talk to actual people who look at figures and they just laugh at you when you say that stuff. But in the arts, we'd kind of done this thing and we gone, they're never going to fall for this. And then he, like, he didn't fall for it. In saying, because you give me back 
£2.50 on every pound I invest, that's why I will invest you. All the argument that we've been making, which have been complicated and and about all the things you just talked about, gone in a second, because the Chancellor said on national television they give us £2.50. Yeah. So every bit of art that doesn't do that now isn't the art we're talking yeah. about. But <clears throat> but that was that was the argument that the the economic impact argument was the argument that we had been told yep. for a long time yep. by yep. you know intelligent academics and yep. uh, economists and yep. and government actually yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and funders that we you know we needed to make in order to convince a political class that yeah. um, we are something that is worth the risk if yeah. you like and I think that has come around and bit us on the ass yeah. um, and uh, but at the same time if if they're well, I know I'm not going to make that argument. I was going to say if if they're going to give us money to do the things that we need to do, then I don't mind what argument they're using in their head to justify that. Um, but yeah. I think we, you know, I I think as you say, we we need to be talking to people about yes. why we value this thing that we do, and convincing more people of the value of what we do however complicated it is to express that value and however uh, nuanced uh, that value is um, because yeah it is uh, in the end it's an electorate yeah 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 who are the people who are there's, there's yeah, a reason why they've been cut the national parks and it's because people really like trees yeah and and they don't really like art and, yeah. they, and, and yet every time they experience it they do and then every time it's explained to them what art is they do actually like it but when you ask them do you like art do you want to pay 20 you know the 21p a week it costs every household and everyone said oh my god I was like don't tell people that that's a packet of polos they like polos more than they like name your local theatre mm-hmm. that's just for the majority of people and if we if we if, if we don't if artists and I'm mostly talking about myself now but if artists don't actually go to exactly that the electorate their people their community and say this is what we do this is why can we get you sexy excited about this mm. then in 10 years time when f- finally it's rumbled that we've been stealing a packet of polos off every household in this country and spanking it on £37.50 productions of Anna Karina or Uncle Vanya or whatever the chuff it is that's happening then they'll come for us, and yeah. we'll be stood there going, "Oh, I can't believe this didn't happen," and, and I can't believe it didn't happen sooner. Very true. I think we should make more sexy theatre, really, shouldn't we? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> That's what it is. More, more se- sexy theatre. More sexy theatre. I want more sexy theatre. Well, which leads us back to Taylor Mac, which is where we started from. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So. Uh... That's, it's been lovely so we could keep on talking all afternoon we could we, do really? but the poor buggers have to listen to this so we yeah. should probably stop yeah have a good time at Mayfest everyone yeah <laughs>